0: just record on my phone to be safe check 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 testing i just turned my mind down
1: yeah mine's loud as hell
0: yeah also <laughs> if it if it gets too hot with the headphones you can take yeah. them off oh, okay and just go back to normal back to normal <laughs> yeah like no phones
1: <laughs> grokking man yeah Dude, how's when you walked in i was gonna say how's that grok boy today <laughs> <laughs> just talking about you
0: yeah <laughs> that fine young grok boy all right we'll cut that out of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> all right fine young eligible grok boys
1: and uh eddie's a grok boy too yeah it's starting to sound like proud boys or something <laughs> there's no gender you know um for this podcast
0: <laughs> yeah rock grocs and we're just we're all just grocs. yeah we're all grocs so did you want to get into safe word first <laughs> oh, yeah and i really really think that we are in some kind of collective consciousness now that I can say that correctly. You're finally coming on to this idea. I've been telling you, <laughs> dude, Alex, you just think we all have one conscious or like individual consciousnesses. And I'm like, dude, you've got to get onto this idea of a collective unconscious or yeah, consciousness. Yeah, there's a few ways to say
1: it. We found out. Um, I know I mentioned it on previous episodes, but I just feel like when I'm about to say something, sometimes you just say it. And I'm like, what the heck? I was just about to thinking that in my head. And I know that you've said it could be like an inference or context based on what we were talking about. But this was just no context around it. I didn't think I was just doing some dishes thinking in my own private head. Yeah. And then you just said what I was about to say.
0: Well, (laughs) you did. (laughs) And, And I'm not trying to contradict you, but I'm just trying to tell the story. Um you said, I'm exaggerating a little bit. We had been talking about. I was like, hey, I don't know if I want to mess with the podcast too much. Maybe we should just let it be natural. Uh, or, like, I don't, you know, I don't want to mess with it if it's since it is good already. But I was like, hey, maybe we should try to keep things, maybe we should set an intention to try to keep things on track a little bit more and like get to the points that we wanted to bring up and uh, like try a little bit to to pick it up, pick up the pace and keep it on, get to the point. Yeah. Yeah. And then you said, maybe we should come up with, a (laughs) (laughs) and then I said the thing, the, I said what came to my mind as that could possibly be a joke. Um, but it turned out it was exactly the thing that it was, was in your mind. I was going to like make a joke about like, Oh, should we make a safe
1: word? So if one of us is going off on a tangent, which is usually me, you could just like say the safe word to as a a little note to me to be like, oh, let's pick up the pace. Mm-hmm. When I was a little boy, my, my mom and I had a safe
0: word. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to go this deep. <laughs> I might not be equipped. <laughs> but sorry, go the ahead. Word,
1: the word was watermelon. Yeah. Um, and it was just like kind of our secret code word. If like something was really weird, we'd be like, let's get the hell out of here. Or if someone's being really annoying or, you know, I don't really know what we did it for now that I think about it. Yeah. Anyway, I was about to say we should have a safe word, but then I was like, "Eh, I'll save that joke for when we start recording. Maybe I'll just say a code word. We should have a secret code word. So I'm like inside my head thinking, should I say code word or safe word? And then you said the safe word. Yeah, joke. I
0: was thinking signal. We should have a secret signal. signal. That's what I was thinking. But I, but then safe word was the same, the thing that came right after that.
1: Yeah. So I know you don't think that our players, you know, plucked that thought out of my head and put it in yours or vice versa.
0: I might. I might think that. <laughs> I don't know what I think yet. They haven't plucked it into my brain yet and
1: for some reason i always think it was my idea first and then i'm sending out the signals but i'm probably also getting signals too yeah maybe you came up with the safe word joke first
0: (laughs) um yeah who knows
1: i was gonna tell you the kind of now it's a little anticlimactic but i didn't know if i could make a suggestion for what the word could be Mm this the code word
0: well, and we I... should probably not tell the audience so that it can be a secret. <laughs> we can just say this random word and they, they'll be like, oh, just Alex needs to go get his t- oh, tooth tooth floss. Okay. His cocoa floss. Oh, so that They shoot. Haven't, haven't started advertising yet.
1: <laughs> so you don't want me to say... No, we can. I could write it down. Sure. Um, and then we'll choose whether or not to say it. Okay, yeah. Let me just jot it down. And then... um. Actually, do I know how to spell this word? Um, drawing a little picture just in case I spelled it wrong.
0: You can read it out loud. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> there's a stick, and then there's a circle, and then there's several crudely drawn oh, hey cur- oh sorry <laughs> there's uh some very nice petals around that but the word is and hopefully we'll never have to say it we we'll, hopefully you won't hear it <laughs> you'll never hear this word on this podcast uh but if you do it would be daffodil <laughs>
1: That was just the first word that came to my head when I was doing dishes earlier, and I was thinking, daffodil. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Doesn't have to be the word. Um, You actually suggested off pod the word pineapple.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, just as like a, it's like the standard thing for improv. Oh, it is? It's like, that's like, that's the joke ants thing that people shout out as a suggestion all the time and you're like no no food suggestions because it's too boring people always yell out pineapple for some reason
1: oh i just i was gonna say did you know that my mom and i had the word watermelon yeah no
0: i didn't know that until tonight (laughs) no problem yeah um so what do we want to get into first all safe words aside oh
1: yeah um Let's. Do we have anything to catch up about? Anything crazy? How, how's little Leroy or whatever his name is?
0: Yeah, I actually haven't seen, and I don't <laughs> think I'll share his name. Yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> he gives me, gives my gives me his permission. Uh, but no, I actually haven't seen him yet. I don't think I might have seen him once since the time that we actually talked about it. Not sure. Um, but uh, not for any particular reason. I think there's actually a couple days that I. Say it was a Monday after mm-hmm. we had exercised. Um, I actually went to the place, the Guilford Reservoir, mm-hmm. or yeah, cause park or whatever. Last called. Monday we didn't meet, right? So right, right. I think that was a day. Yeah, I didn't have anything going on. Um, I decided kind of at the last second, like on my way home driving, that I would go to Guilford mm-hmm. um, just because I was like, I could, I could not go there, I can just go home, and I'll just relax and just lay down and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I decided at the last second to go there. I was like, it's it's a nice place to walk around, and I should... It's not that I should, but I just decided. I was like, I want to do that. He wasn't there. I figured I wouldn't hit him up. I wouldn't text him, necessarily, because he hadn't asked me about it. He had usually been asking me if he was going to be there. He was like, hey, I'm going to be here. You want to meet up? Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't hit him up, and... He did text me that night, actually, like around the same time that I went there. He said, Jordan, you've been really good about uh, telling me like when you're going to make it or whatever. Um, I want to tell you I'm not feeling it today. I was just going to stay in. Hmm. Um, but I did. I did f- feel kind of good that I still walked around, happened to walk around that day. I figured I would see him there if he was there mm-hmm. already, because usually he had been arriving at the place before I would get there after work. Um, So I didn't see him that time. And then a couple days later, I also walked at Druid Lake for the Mm -hmm. first time ever actually hadn't been there. I've been passing a million times, been meaning to go there even though it's like under construction. So part of the way around, I think is closed Mm -hmm. on the Lake Avenue Mm -hmm. side, but you can still walk around. "Mm -mm," You're like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) it is, it's, it's a big project.
1: (laughs) And I gotten, I almost gotten this a little bit of trouble there one time, Yeah, but, um, I was accused of exposing myself at that park, so I don't really go wow. there that much anymore. But it was a horrible accusation.
0: <laughs> that is a horrible <laughs> accusation, especially if you're saying it wasn't true. It wasn't. What? I swear to God. Were you wearing? You, did you have one of those towels that had like? <laughs> it's like a kiss the chef, and it has like a it was nude body on it.
1: Like, I used to go walking around that park so just a warning because you said you just started walking it it could happen to you uh, you know if you wear the wrong color I um, almost wore an orange hoodie to go walk around the park and at the last second I thought nah I'm gonna wear a different color so I wore a blue hoodie well that decision saved my ass because when I'm walking around the loop a cop car pulled up and they said Hey, have you seen anyone? I'm kind of realizing now in my head what could have happened. The cop said, have you seen anybody around here exposing themselves? It's a man wearing an orange sweatshirt. And I was like, um, no. And I'm like looking down and I'm like, thank freaking God I didn't wear my orange sweatshirt. Wow. So, but maybe that was a choice I made and I took a different reality or I went into yeah. a different reality. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe the guy, maybe the person who did choose to wear orange was actually you, and it was the other guy who exposed himself. Eddie, come on, go. You gotta, you were asking how it's Eddie wanted
1: it. to go to the bathroom. But now I'm thinking, holy crap, maybe that was me in an alternate reality <laughs> yeah. exposing myself yeah. there in my, the orange hoodie. I don't know why I did that,
0: but. <laughs> Let's hope it wasn't you. <laughs> God damn it, Eddie. Eddie was trying to ask to go out. <laughs> now he's being, he's being forced to go out.
1: <laughs> I think he, like, forgot that he wanted to go out. So I'm just going to give him a second to remember. <laughs> go, Eddie.
0: So, yeah, it was nice.
1: Um, anyway, sorry for that detour. That was a little bit crazy. of a daffodil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but back to... So you but, walked Druid yeah. Hill Lake.
0: Yeah. yeah, that was nice. Um, so I felt like that was... And and I just walked there and back. I didn't get heavy exercise, but it was it was a bit of a walk from where I parked all the way over to the Moorish Tower and back. Um, but that was nice. So I was I was getting a little more in the habit of doing some exercise, just following up with with the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's been taking it easy, my friend. Um, but he asked me if I wanted to walk on Wednesday this week. Nice, um, but oh, he told me he finished that book, and he he said he's like uh, Jordan. Yeah, I've been busy because I finished that book. I'm still looking over my notes, going through my notes about it or something. It's almost like he's wow. going to be ready to talk to me about it. But he was saying, um, that's what it sounded like. But he was saying, uh, or I, I I said I was just thinking to myself. And I said, "It's good you're so studious about it." And he said, "I have to be" or something. It's like got to hmm. be, or have to be. Um, but that was pretty interesting that he's like doing doing notes on the whole thing and then going through it like a, like you would for school or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's most of what's been going on. I did did a few push ups. Been doing some sets of push ups just nice. to get back into it develop my muscles a little bit
1: yeah don't pull your groin that's yeah. what happened to me i tried to do 100 push-ups a day for a month because i saw some gimmick online ripped something in my groin Oof. <laughs> i'm serious
0: yeah jeez.
1: so now i just spread it out
0: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> your groin or the <laughs> push-ups the push-ups I, was, I don't know why I just thought of TikTok. I wanted to mention, and sorry, yeah. not to Daffodil, but <laughs> but I want to mention yeah. like you were asking if I remembered when you were big on TikTok, and and that was like kind of a big part of your life. And I I said at the time I didn't really. I was like, oh yeah, I think I remember that. But I do remember now like the bits you had where it was like the pizza guy. We invited the pizza guy in. Yeah, it was yeah, really yeah cool. And That yeah. was dumb. Yeah, uh, Jimmy's brother.
1: Yeah, but it was a short period of time. Yeah. During like 2020, during the pandemic, yeah. And I'm glad I didn't try to be an influencer for real because it's looking like they only have about like a six year lifespan, hmm. and then what, you know? Yeah. So, I don't want to be a social media person anymore. It was yeah. funny though. It was fun. You're it was talking creative.
0: About their career, though, not them actually dying after six years. Because <laughs> he did say like <laughs> lifespan, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I meant their career lifespan. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, they do live really fast. Yeah. So, some of them are passing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah, maybe it's uh maybe it's best that you don't go down that route. Um but it was did seem like good content that you were creating. You said you weren't really into it after a while, just making the content. I don't like being
1: in front of the camera as much anymore. But I still like creating the content or like coming up with ideas or yeah, finding other creative outlets. Like we should probably have a Grok... Um TikTok, TikTok at yeah. some point. Tick
0: rock. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. We should do that in Twitter. We got to get Twitter at some point too. Yeah.
1: We got to pay for Twitter blue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll be, I guess you're not given it anymore. No free checks anymore.
1: No, I don't Well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Some people got grant. Stephen King was grandfathered in. I saw.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, it makes sense if you have one already that you would maintain that having it. Um, but for those of you who don't know, it's, you have to pay for the blue check mark as opposed to it being a public service where... People like us who are famous enough are given it, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, or you have to submit for it. Um, but yeah, I think uh, aside from okay, so that was most of the weekly catch up. I did want mm-hmm. to share the message from Ivan Teller. Oh, yes, about our previous incarnations or karmic connections.
1: Yeah, and did we talk about that on the show yet? That you wrote—I I think we only talked about it off pod. Right. That yeah. you wrote to Ivan.
0: Yeah. Okay. I t- did it kind of, kind of as a surprise. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so excited. On 4:20, I put in the request. Oh, he's um, pretty fast. Yeah, it's been about ten days. He has like a ten-day turnaround. Um, and wow. uh, I just happened to get it just to to. Give uh, one second. Let me flip this. One. Um, yeah he just sent it at 12 12 last night just after midnight so it was this morning the day that we would record That's I, I wasn't sure yeah when it would come all right let's see let me pull it up
1: and read what you wrote to him what you asked yeah, i will
0: yeah Like I said, I didn't want to make it too, too leading, like say like, what's our past life connection, you know? Yeah. Um, Now
1: this is about you and me. You're talking. Yeah. Jordan and Alex. Yeah. You asked him, what is our potential past, if if anything, any past life? Now, how does he know who I am?
0: Well, I think it's (laughs) like, so, and we'll get into remote viewing a little bit later. Oh shit.
1: Is, did he do that to me?
0: Well, no, I don't, (laughs) well, he did to your past, past lives. Okay. But it's also whatever information comes to him. So I I don't know how that, what ways by which that information comes to him, but, you know, it's shown to him. Sometimes he's blocked by things or, you know, he's like, they're showing me blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if it's his guides or whatever, some entities that are a go between or something, but he talks about, he sees a certain set of images or whatever mm-hmm. that come through for a certain message so I feel like it's like remote viewing mm-hmm. where they, they're given a target mm-hmm. and uh, they're uh, given a coordinate and I heard that they're given that so that they're not colored by the name of something so saying huh. like Patawaga Bay or whatever you know, uh, Chattahoochee oh. um, so that they're not influenced by what that thing is called but so that they might have preconceptions of what it is. So that's wow. why remote viewers are given actually a coordinate, literally like the number oh coordinate or something. And then they'll tell you what's at that coordinate. That was at least what they did for the government, mm-hmm. um, which we can get into later.
1: Jesus. I mean, I'm imagining that Ivan, like, astral projected into my condo, mm-hmm. was like watching me sleep. <laughs> And then was like taking notes, and that's what's about to be read.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's snoring a lot. He was he's... like
1: eating pretzels in his <laughs> sleep that are on a little bowl in his nightstand. Is that
0: true? <laughs> you don't have to share.
1: I did that recently. I just fell asleep with a bowl of pretzels next to my bed, and I woke up, I wake up a lot throughout the night and turn from side to side, and every time I woke up, I ate a pretzel and just like closed my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay. So I hope. anyway, I'm nervous.
0: And um, all right. My first, okay. And I say my first question here, but I haven't gotten the answers for the other ones. And I can't, oh, I think, I think I asked another, at least one or it might've been just been one other question, mm-hmm. which was any other messages for me or Alex. Okay. So that's coming. <gasps> that's Today coming. or in the future? <laughs> it's At some point. At some point. Oh yeah, it my God. Be soon. I'm nervous. Yeah. Just any other messages from the universe or whatever. Oh my god! So get ready. <laughs>
1: I'm really freaked
0: out. <laughs> Don't worry. About, I guess I shouldn't have told you about that. <laughs> um, but it'll be it'll probably be fine. Okay. Do Alex and I have any connections you can see, such as past life, parallel life, or karmic? Please let me know if you happen to see any connection to Robert A. Heinlein, the <laughs> author who termed, or who coined the term "croc."
1: Oh, my God. And so, wait, did you give him my coordinates of, like, where I live? No. Or like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I would not be mad. I swear to God. I would not. I, like, I was sitting here thinking, like, okay, he gave him my coordinates. <laughs> and did you describe what I look like? No. <laughs> I no. just, it's okay if it helps. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: it's like, yeah, can I scan I your driver's license? I gotta give it to this psychic. No, I'm just, <laughs> no i was just saying it's like that it's like i just refer to you and he can draw that information
1: okay so you didn't tell him much else
0: no just that question
1: alex you didn't say my last name or my
0: g i didn't even say christianity no
1: good christian young man
0: (laughs) Yep. any of the stuff from the first episode wow didn't say any of that stuff
1: but I guess he can just—he knows what you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's yeah. how
0: I in, how I have come to perceive, like, just the from seeing other people ask questions. They're like, uh, "What's what's this connect? You know, how's my dead pet doing, or whatever? How's my, you know, Mary? They just, they'll just say some name, and then they'll know because you're talking about that person."
1: And if you're sending the intention to him or something, or like, I don't know, maybe you're sending more to him than you realize you're sending Mm -hmm. by, by just saying those few words or something.
0: Yeah. Um, and I feel like, like I said, you never know who the information (laughs) is is coming from. Like, uh, you know, if it's your guides or his guides or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. it can be channeled. That's my interpretation is like Mm -hmm. either it's just cut from the ether, from the, Akashic record or whatever, or maybe there's a conduit.
1: Akashic record.
0: Yeah, have you ever heard of that?
1: No, but I know what the akasha is. I'm pretty sure. Huh. Or is that how you pronounce it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's like the ether, right?
0: Um, I guess so. I don't know. It's the same.
1: Yeah, I think it's the same. I'm. I'm. Remember, we are not experts. (laughs) I think it's a interchangeable term. I thought I read in one of my Mm. books, but I forget.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I've just heard the context of the akashic record as like the record of everything that's happened and like your past lives and stuff like that. And you can tap into that. It's like a database kind of.
1: It's like, you know, that book I have that has the, um, tarot card on the front. Mm -hmm. I forget which card it is, but, Oh, is it the magician? But it's a different design of the magician. Yeah. It's the one that has like the, the face above the earth. Mm -hmm. And then like the blue is coming out of the forehead, but, the blue is also around the earth, but the blue is also in the ether, but it's also in your head. And it was like, I don't know. I liked the drawing because it shows the color blue mm-hmm. as to represent that like inside your head is the same as the ether out in the stars. And it's also what's being created and generated on the earth.
0: Yeah. I guess it's the blue of the water too on the earth. Or something. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. I forget how it's, I have to pull the
1: book out now. I forget, but, um. Anyway, that color blue is called the akasha.
0: Okay, yeah, you know, I, I just heard something about the Egyptians used this blue a lot too. That they really made a lot of this. Tier, maybe it's t- now the Tyrian purple, um, but yeah, there's some kind um, of it is Egyptian like a blue. purpley blue.
1: Well, there yeah, at least in guess, this one drawing.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I know there's something called Tyrian purple, but yeah, there was some kind of blue that they said the Egyptians used a lot. This was from a video where somebody was presenting a hypothesis about the pyramids and stuff like that being used for chemical production. Oh, uh, that, was, that would just where, it, What episode it came out, came up in. Okay. I found
1: the book. It's, um, see how the color, it's like a Navy blue mm-hmm. and the Navy blue is like up in the universe out in the stars or whatever. But then the Navy blue is also coming out of the magician's head. Yeah. And going down to the earth. So it's like influencing what happens on the earth, but it's, it's the Akasha, I think. Hmm. I think that the blue represents the Akasha. Okay. That's cool. I was like, I know I've heard that word before.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is a very deep Oh, word. I've
1: been saying some twisted stuff to some of my friends who are having kids right now. Yeah. Like so many of my friends are all having babies right now. And I'm I'm meeting these babies and I'm the babies just really stare at you and you're just like, Wow, what are they thinking about? And I keep saying, oh, man, well, they they know exactly what this whole universe is. They just came out of the Akasha. Yeah. <laughs> They're looking at us like, you guys have no idea. Because <laughs> they haven't been trained or changed yet. I'm, looking, I'm like, these babies, <laughs> they know more than us right now because yeah. they just came from it. <laughs> yeah. And my, it is really a colorful way to meet a baby when I start <laughs> talking like that and scaring people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're like, what do you know? What, yes, what can you teach <laughs> I wanna me? I want to know what the babies know, <laughs> guru baby.
1: They know exactly where they came from.
0: Yeah,
1: I wonder how the stork fits into all of this. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, let's um, I want to hear. So, so I you, I heard the question, we heard the question, we just have to. So, now we're ready for his response that just yeah. came in today. Yeah, yeah, like 12 12 12. Yeah. 12, 12 a.m. Yeah. Or
0: a.m., yeah. A.m., yeah.
1: Ooh, so he, where does he live? He was up
0: late. Florida, yeah, same time zone. Like I said, he does those live streams pretty late at night. Sometimes they'll start at, like, 11 p.m. I guess that night he was wor- working on some messages around that time. Oh, my God. And he just answers one after the other. And like I said, he's, he's a, about on a 10-day delay from when you put in a request. Hmm. Um, but it's whatever he makes time four um so it said on his website you're supposed to get a response within three to five days mm-hmm. um but at this point like i said it's about two weeks turnaround just from the volume this was about 10 this days. is just like cameo yeah right <laughs> um do you want me to read it or do you want to yeah read? i want
1: you to read it i'm nervous as hell
0: okay there are arcturian like lifetimes the two of you have and this is a what's a, that a word run, a run-on sentence uh, um
1: What's an Octurnian?
0: Arcturian. It's uh, (laughs) I think it's um. So Arcturus is -hmm. a place, is a is a constellation, I believe. Um, so it's a grouping of stars, I think. But you hear you hear of Arcturians. People have talked about the Arc Nine is a group, a council of nine. It's like from Arcturus. It's like a supposed to be a benevolent or whatever kind of alien civilization oh you could say it's a grouping of planets probably that's in some people's cosmetology oh it's in it's
1: in some people's canon yeah um
0: and I know I said cosmetology which is uh like co- nails and I stuff. knew what you,
1: I kind of knew what you meant yeah like um so you and I grew up there <laughs> sorry yeah. you only had like two words yeah oh, yeah sorry
0: <laughs> four words yeah there are Arcturian lifetimes. The two of you have connections with many, many medieval lifetimes. So he's it's two different things he said.
1: So we do have previous lives connections. That's what he's, that's what he's saying. Uh, I thought he was going to say something like this. Yeah. Because we keep coming back into each other's lives.
0: Okay. Get this. I'm going to get... I'm gonna, um, did you read this yet? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't not, be
1: able to wait. If, yeah. I, if it was me, I would not be able to wait. Right. Yeah. Was there anything shocking?
0: Um. No. Okay, uh, but, I'm not shocked yet either. No. I knew
1: we knew each other before.
0: Yeah, there is one one interesting thing about the moon, and I thought that was interesting. Oh god! <laughs> and you're gonna find it really interesting. Actually. Oh no! Um, says that Alex is crazy and he's <laughs> obsessed with the moon. Um, so. Arcturian lifetimes, and so there are Arcturian lifetimes, and no comma here, um, you know, Mm -hmm. not the best grammar. Mm -hmm. There are Arcturian lifetimes. The two of you have many connection with many, many medieval lifetimes. And I thought that was interesting uh, Hmm. that we've had connections in medieval times. As well. Yeah. Also lifetimes on Saturn. The Saturn lifetimes seem to be the most in-depth, longest incarnation cycles where the two of you become known to each other the most. Due to the conflicts on the planet and, and the soul growth, you, uh, the two of you have also had lifetimes on the moon as scientists monitoring the Earth. You did this for some time. Uh, oh, my God. That's the end of paragraph one. And it said we had lifetimes on Saturn together, too? Yeah, it says, yeah, the Saturn lifetimes seem to be the most in-depth, longest incarnation cycles where the two of you became known to each other the most due to the conflicts on the planet and the soul growth.
1: Oh my god.
0: Okay, the soul growth part.
1: What's the little guy's name on the prime channel? Matthias de Mat- Stefano. <laughs> yeah. My
0: Ma- name is Matthias de Stefano.
1: Yes. Oh my god, my brother's calling me. Oh, nice. Do you care if I answer no, really quick? Ahead. Hello? Oh. Hey, Eric. I'm good. How are you? Jordan and I are recording right now no it's all good you're part you're my brother you're my brother man um <laughs> yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna unlock my door so just come right in okay we're gonna be recording but just come right in all right see you soon
0: nice you eric
1: wanted to pick something up really okay, quick cool. so maybe he can come in and talk a little bit about what he thinks about god
0: yeah that'd be cool <laughs> gotta activate another mic channel oh true Let's see if i can get that
1: Oh, yeah. you don't have to really do it. Or, yeah. Okay. Okay, we're back. Oh, we're
0: let cool. me... Oh, I can close this window again. I got hot, but So, we're in the middle of the message. Um, so, yeah, pretty interesting about being inside the moon as, like, scientists watching Earth or yeah, something.
1: What the heck? I mean...
0: Yeah. So, okay say
1: the little saying that the guy says on tv i am my
0: my name is matthias de stefano
1: so matthias remember what he says that we come from a place where everybody comes from the center which is like the all and your whole goal is to go out to different realms or different universes to see every single perspective
0: I think he was saying that that was like some kind of first people or something. I think he was saying like the first people who oh, were right, ever right. people that were created in the first universe.
1: Oh yeah, you're right. The Inna people. The inner people. Well, I guess I'm just trying to say, do you think maybe we were in people at some point, everybody? Because yeah. what if we were, we've lived all these lifetimes with each other already mm-hmm. on Saturn, the moon, yeah. some other galaxy, like is, is that what our soul is supposed to do is like live all these experiences on all these different Mm -hmm. realms, you know, like we've already been through a bunch together and then now we're having another one. Yeah. You know,
0: it is pretty crazy to actually consider that, that our souls have experienced all these other other things, but now we're right now in Towson.
1: The one that we're we're supposed to be learning about now, (laughs) we're in like the shittiest one out of the bunch or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, but but like I said, it's, it's, well, I mean, who knows what experiences you can have if you think your life is shitty and boring or whatever. Like there's, uh, who knows what your life is going to amount to or all mm-hmm. the experiences. You've been to Sundance and... You know, <laughs> That's true. You've seen William Shatner. I don't person. even think
1: it's shitty in Towson. I love this little town. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just joking because I'm just imagining us like having the power to levitate and fly around Saturn just sounds like very different.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think he said anything about having the power to levitate. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, uh, That's just kind of what I assumed. Yeah. <laughs> um now, second paragraph. Okay, yeah. Robert A. Heinlein is a soulmate connection from another lifetime. Both of you could read each other's minds and visit other worlds for scientific studies. A brother and mentor uh he's also been a resident of planets Oh, he's a brother and mentor, he's also been a president of planets in his past. He helps alien races advance themselves. You have been his assist- assistant when he was a scientist. Blessings, Ivan.
1: Was he talking to you or me?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Oh. He's saying he's a soulmate connection.
1: I know. But what, wasn't if, that clear. Was, what if that was a test? And yeah. he's like he he was like, Oh, Jordan must think he is connected to him, but we really think I am.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But we don't even know how we were connected before, so maybe we maybe we honestly were both Bob or <laughs> what's his name Robert yeah. Heinlein. Yeah. Did he ever go by Bob or Bobby? I'm not sure, maybe. <laughs> um we probably b- were both him.
0: My middle name is Robert. <laughs> what's your middle name?
1: Edward. Okay. I did not name my dog after that. It was just <laughs> kind of an accident.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I'll have I'll have Ivan remote view that, <laughs> that decision. <laughs> Tell me how I- <laughs> How Alex decided to call his dog Eddie.
1: (laughs) Okay, wow. Wait, so is there anything else or that's the whole yeah? Oh my god.
0: Until part two, which is any other messages. Any other messages for either of us? Jesus. And be specific. I should have asked him. Be specific which you're talking about. Oh,
1: that's okay. Wow.
0: Did you want me to read any parts again? Or we're good.
1: What was the name of that Arcurian? How do you say it?
0: It's, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, um, he, and he misspelled it, I believe it's, it's, he, he spelled A-C-R-T-U-R-I-A-N, but I believe it's Arcturian. Arcturian. Yeah. Let me see. Arcturian. And
1: that's just some crazy ass galaxy we grew up on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that we live many, many lives and also in the medi- medieval times.
1: And does that mean medieval times on this planet?
0: Yeah. Um. But who knows if it was this specific planet or a different planet. But he did say medieval, so I, I would assume that's that's what we would think of here. Yeah. Huh. Oh, apparently, good news, there's an Arcturus, uh, new COVID variant spreading in the U.S. five, five hours ago. What? <laughs> Arcturus. That... I was looking, Arct- looking up Arcturus because I know that's the name of the galaxy thing. What to know about Arcturus, new COVID variant causing pink eye.
1: Oh great. I hate having pink eye. Yeah. I've only yeah. had it once, just to be clear. I'm not getting that a lot or something. <laughs> um, should we write to Ivan to ask if we have anything to do with this new COVID variant? Yeah, I can. <laughs> I don't want you to I don't want it to be a waste of a Jeez, it was.
0: you are looking at the constellation Arcturus. Oh. <laughs> that's not a disease. <laughs> this, I'm
1: like, is this the organism that's crawling inside of all of us right now?
0: Yeah, I went to the images, and we still just see the galaxy stuff. Jeez. So I believe it's a constellation. Yeah, I think it's one of the constellations. Um, but yeah, that was the message from Ivan. Pretty. Thanks cool. for getting that. That was really fun. Yeah. Uh You can pay me back the. Uh,
1: I'll have to pay for bucks. I know. I was gonna say I have some more questions. I need to start. Like submitting my um questions in Venmos to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll be like public Venmos. Hey Jordan, can you ask Ivan?
0: <laughs> you can put the coordinates of their uh, in there. Yes yeah, whatever seriously. you want to view. All right,
1: what else do we have on our agenda tonight?
0: Um, weekly catch up. Um did you wanna you'll you'll talk about your um, William Shatner. Oh, I had
1: a bonus little William Shatner thing that I just kind of forgot last episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Going off of my theory that he's a very, very experienced alchemist Mm -hmm. because he's at the end of his life. No offense to him. (laughs) (laughs) He's not near it like this year or next year or anything like that. But, you know, he's lived longer than us and he's been to space and he said that changed his life, I said in the last episode. But something that he did right when his panel started... So just as a reminder, I was at a um, Q&A with William Shatner. Bill. <laughs> Bill? Does he go by Bill?
0: Yeah, people call him Bill oh, Shatner. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: you should. You met the guy.
1: I know, right? Um. You didn't actually meet him, right? No, nah, I didn't get close. He actually had a role. You had to sit like a little bit far away from him if you met him, which I don't blame him at all. Yeah. But, um...
0: That new Arcturus going around.
1: Exactly. But... uh. God darn it, Eddie. The dog wants to go out again. Um, Someone's cell phone kept ringing in the audience over and over and over again, and it was like a little rude. And someone kept shouting, turn your cell phone off. And then the cell phone kept going and going. And turn your cell phone off. Oh, there's my brother. And then she was like, turn off your fucking cell phone. And then William Shatner said, no. Like he shut that down. Like we don't talk to each other like that and he was like you just say handle that and he (laughs) said it so calm yeah and like he i kind of then felt bad for the woman that kind of lost her cool but he was just very cool calm and collected and was like no you don't get mad when someone's cell phone's ringing annoyingly like you just say hey
0: take care of that yeah
1: and i was like wow is he just the most calm cool alchemist i've ever seen because he's very old and very wise yeah it was just he handled the situation with grace and it was very admirable and and effective but still likable, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was just an interesting experience seeing him. Hey, Eric.
0: Hey, come on. We in. have a
1: guest from the... Yeah, Oh, Eddie's talking to you. He's excited to see you. So we have our first guest from <laughs> LFTS podcast, Eric, my brother. What's up? i don't know if the podcast can hear me but it's a pleasure
0: yeah probably if um if you want we can pass the mic if you did want to get on mic a little bit um we'll have to clear some room for you on the grok couch that's okay i can i'll I'll come back on another time when it's more uh you can come on as a
1: a formal uh, guest yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, we want to give you that's okay we we just wanted to get a little of your energy in here so we just left it recording (laughs) (laughs) we have a lot of interpretations of what that could mean (laughs) um oh eric this bag right over here by my fur (gasps) bow oh is it right outside the washing machine yeah oh it's actually my dryer had condensation i know i just saw that too Sorry, this is really interesting for the podcast. No, it's great. I mean It's is- it drips um that room just like heats up like a sauna and then it drips from the top of the wall. Or the top of the ceiling or whatever. I don't know I just smelled it, but yeah, I think it's just <laughs> You smelled it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea to check. Yeah. Well thank you for cleaning up that mess. It's the dryer's urination. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a byproduct.
1: So yeah, Eric, that little doggy bag right there. Ooh, thank you. And do you need do you want a jello shot? Um I'm probably <laughs> I went to a part, a birthday party Saturday night and I got to take home a few jello shots left over. We could have one later if you want. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something that a twenty two year old would have. Um, like another half hour or so. Okay. I'll try then. okay. Just let me know what I do. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. I don't want to, you know, have you edit the podcast too much. No, that's okay. <laughs> All
0: right, see you guys around. See, see ya. See Eric.
1: That was my brother.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. I look up to him a lot. My little brother. You find that you teach, you uh, learn from him as much as you teach him.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I always wanted to have a podcast because of him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Oh, um, you know, I had a podcast years ago when I played in a band. Mm -hmm. The band was called Night Kitchen. You can find it at Mm -hmm. nightkitchen.bandcamp.com. And we started a podcast called Live from the Night Kitchen. Oh my and God. That was before I moved up here and knew about live from the studio. Oh my gosh. So it's kind of just like a coinky dink. Mm-hmm.
1: There are no such things as coincidences. No
0: such thing as coinky dinks.
1: In Grok Nation. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. We don't make rules for anyone.
0: <laughs> only rule in Grok Nation is, and by the way, uh, that there are, are no rules. That's the only rule. Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, an actual podcast or. Uh, maybe one of the reasons you were thinking grok nation so strongly um, is uh and it's okay we haven't we didn't call our podcast grok nation no we and did. neither does this woman oh um, but she was on uh what's that show um
1: who's the boss
0: no um <laughs> that nerd show uh what is it
1: um nerd show oh no like the sitcom
0: yeah what big 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 bang big theory. bang theory yeah. oh no so this chick what that about was a... on there and i don't mean to demean her by calling her a chick but um
1: kaylee cuoco uh
0: no um
1: oh the nerdy one
0: yeah I don't, I don't i don't think it was kaylee something it was like maya something I okay. think is her real name okay. in real life hmm. um but she has a podcast i don't know if it's called grok but yeah she calls her podcast something about grok and then she calls the people grok nation
1: oh my god I got to stop. I got to break that habit. Yeah. Well, we got to get her on this show.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's enough grok to go around.
1: (laughs) That's true. There's
0: a lot of podcasts out there that use the word grok. Yeah. But not like we do.
1: No. Very cool. We got to meet her. Yeah. (laughs) I'm talking like she's so accessible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's possible. I mean, we're in the the podcasting sphere. Um,
1: Nice. Well, that was so nice to see my little brother. Yeah. (laughs) What else are we talking about? So William Shatner, whatever, he made a little impact on me. Very calm. I liked how he handled some situations.
0: Yeah. So that was just um, a woman yelling out from the audience who was like really upset.
1: Yeah. She was like being mean to like another audience member being like, turn off your effing cell phone. But she got nasty. Like, you know how people get caught on video being nasty to like customer service people or. Yeah. Like, you know, the Karen videos that are on, that go viral on TikTok and it's, and the, I'm sure the woman, Towson, Maryland. oh my goodness, Echo, what, stop, what did my Alexa just say about how there's active, 37 active wildfires in Towson, Maryland?
0: Let <laughs> me look this up.
1: <laughs> did, did that, is that true? Did I hear that wrong? I have headphones on.
0: Yeah, she said something about
1: this. Active fires in Towson, Maryland?
0: Um, April 5th, no, that's a while ago. yeah, 700 acres burned in unprecedented wildland wildland fire in Owings Mills, (gasps) but that was April 5th. Oh. Yesterday's unprecedented wildland fire. I remember that, yeah, yeah, I remember when that happened. Soldiers Delight Natural Environment Area. Um, It says red flag warning issued for five Maryland counties over wildfire risks, maybe there are actually, and that was April 12th. Mm. Maybe there are some active wildfires. What in the sketch? What?
1: Um. Anyway, what were you just saying before that shocking so, interruption?
0: Yeah, so um, it was a woman yelling out. Um, oh. She was getting mad.
1: Yeah, you know how like when you see the videos that go viral now of like a Karen being exposed and like I always just think like, oh, that person is probably so embarrassed afterwards. Mm-hmm. Not to say that what they did was right by any means, but like that was the vibe that i was getting from this person in in the room with william shatner i was like when, when william shatner just handled it with so much grace i was like oh i bet that lady's like feels so embarrassed right now because she just got like kind of embarrassed by william shatner for being a karen because he was like hey
0: that's not how we talk
1: to each other you
0: what if know? what if the person still didn't handle it after that and then <laughs> william shatner was like all right turn the fucking thing off <laughs> I know.
1: I I was thinking this person can't be in this room. They must have <laughs> left the room oh, and yeah. that's why cuz otherwise why would you not just fix it, you know? Did it keep ringing?
0: No. Yeah, I'm not really sure what happened. Maybe somebody handled it. Mm-hmm. So, did you want to talk about chronicle? <gasps> yeah, a little bit. I, so, I was I was telling Alex about um I think we were talking about kind of conspiracy stuff before this podcast, mm-hmm. like Rothschilds, Rockefellers, you were yeah. talking about that. Yeah. Um like what do I think about that? And uh I think I mentioned that the mansion from um Eyes Wide Shut was a uh, Rothschild mansion in real life.
1: Oh, right, right. Um
0: you were talking about somebody talking about the Rockefellers. Yeah, yeah. We we're talking about these ideas social of, engineers, yeah. the elite. And I was saying that I had a thought a, a year or two ago. When I was getting into this stuff and kind of like passing through it, that I was thinking maybe the the thing you arrive to possibly is that there there is all this fear about like you can find actual evidence that these people have so much power, and even beyond the actual physical power that they have with their money and stuff, but mm-hmm. but like spiritual power um, to control you or whatever, mm-hmm. like if they have magic or whatever, and that stuff could be real, mm-hmm. but um, but I was saying that. I think maybe what I was getting a hint of is possibly that when you go through this stuff, when you become mentally free, possibly, or spiritually free, maybe you come to the conclusion that you can actually, like, it's more so a trick on you to make you think that these people have so much power, so much power Mm -hmm. that they would be able to actually control you, make you do things, and, like, take over your free will. Mm -hmm. But maybe the lesson is, like, they can be these daunting figures out there, but maybe it's more so a trick to make you think that they have power over you, but they don't actually have power over you. Mm -hmm. And I was telling you about the idea of the Archon, which I've heard a little bit in spiritual spheres, which is this entity kind of like the demiurge in Gnosticism, but I don't know if Gnosticism and the Archon thing overlap, but the Archon is an idea that there is this kind of devil figure, um, that is like a vampire kind of figure that it it's, the idea of the Archon is that it it's not a, a human or a being that's made of the source that we are, but that it, it uh, the well, the one telling of it from this lady uh, who has, like, a channel called Tree of Life or something on YouTube, she was saying that she believed that the Archon did come from a source, like, mm-hmm. which came from an original source, like, way back down the line, hmm. but that... The, eventually a source which came from the original source like she saw it as many sources that came from the original source um that it eventually created the archon it's kind of like you know why did the why did god make the devil if if god was the original thing what would be the reason for god making a devil or something mm-hmm. like that this evil mm-hmm. so this idea kind of with the archon is that it was created by the original source but it does act negatively to us so it's it's a thing that doesn't have a spark of like divine kind of creative source that's that's what i've heard is that it's a thing that doesn't have the creativity of us it can only copy and kind of suck energy from us by trapping us in certain situations where we think we're kind of powerless and we kind of waste energy and maybe like louche that people talk about like negative energy that's being harnessed by something Mm -hmm. that that could be the idea of what the actual uh adversary is that is possibly behind this world or it it is a factor in this world that's just just an idea that's out there right um yeah and i and i brought up the allegory of the cave um, yeah. Did you have anything you wanted to add about the Archon? What was the
1: connection to, uh, to the cave, though, and the Archon?
0: Um, I was just thinking, like, how like I, the
1: Archon is keeping those people in that cave, or yeah. Oh, I get it now. It's like they live in the cave, the Plato's theory, right, or story, yeah. or something, like
0: allegory. Your favorite word? <laughs>
1: my favorite word, yeah. That they're in the cave and like they know there's an out, or they're being told there's an outside world, but they're like too afraid to leave everything they know.
0: Yeah, I think um, the thing is that there are these prisoners and they're shown images which are puppets with a flame, so mm-hmm. they're being projected on the wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, for for whatever reason, these prisoners, for for the, the thought experiment of Plato's allegory of the cave, mm-hmm. is that um, the prisoners were put in their, their whole lives, so mm-hmm. all they know is the inside of the cave. And I can't remember if they're chained up or if they're just there, kind of out of fear like because they've never left yeah maybe they are free to leave um but for whatever reason the prisoners are in there and they're being projected by the people who are holding them captive they're projecting these images on the wall Mm -hmm. of the moving images um and then in in the story one person gets out of the cave and they say hey there's a whole or like they see that there's a world out there Mm -hmm. beyond just the shadows that have been projected And then Mm. they come back and they try to get the people to leave the cave and they say, you don't understand. There's this real world out there Mm -hmm. and you guys are looking at this projection, Mm -hmm. but there's something about the people don't want to leave because they're too afraid because it's the unknown Mm -hmm. rather than the known. Got it. Got it. Um, Yeah. And then you were talking about this great movie. (laughs)
1: This great movie (laughs) (laughs)
0: that uh, you realize might have had an allegory of the cave in it.
1: Yeah, I now I'm not sure exactly what they were trying to do with it, and I want to do more research. But, um, a lot of movies that are even if it's like a dumb movie or a movie I've already seen a long time ago as I rewatch it with a different lens now, I'm just picking up on so many little references and being like, oh, this is totally like a little nod to the Philosopher's Stone or, oh, that's so funny. This is just like the same story of Wizard of Oz or there's just a lot of um, similar allegories that just keep getting retold and retold. But this movie, kind of a silly movie from like 2009, I think, or maybe 2012, somewhere around there called Chronicle. And it was kind of like a, silly movie like it wasn't didn't win any awards or anything it was one of those found footage movies and Mm -hmm. it was kind of a horror movie kind of like paranormal activity kind of time frame when found footage was really big and it's like a horror movie mixed with a superhero movie and these three guys are at a party and they find this hole in the ground and they like go down to explore into this like they're going down into these caves And the one guy starts talking about some, some reference to, he might say Plato, I'm not sure, but he's like, so anyway, the cave was an allegory for, and then the other kid just cuts him off and they kind of brush it off like they weren't paying attention. Mm -hmm. But when they said that, my ears perked up and I was like, wait, the cave is an allegory for something. And I was like, I know that's something that Jordan and I have talked about. So just in, that was in the very early scene in the movie. So I was like, okay, that was obviously a reference, um, to something, some philosopher or something like that, that like this is going to come up later in the movie. But then the movie, anyway, they go down in this hole, they touch some weird radioactive thing, or maybe it's from an alien or something. And then they get powers Mm -hmm. and they can like fly and like move stuff with their mind. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of turns into the craft, but with guys, because they like, start getting stronger start using it for selfish things (laughs) like it starts coming back times three and hurting them whatever (laughs) they put out is coming back and um just a lot of like natural law principles were in it like um a lot of free will themes were in the movie um and like the one character just gets too crazy hungry with power and isn't really thinking about his actions hurting other people and yeah. it was very similar to the craft which I, I love that movie too um that was like the witchcraft version this was like the superhero version like it was like his villain origin story um he had some like family issues and stuff too anyway I'm rambling I'm del, del- delafidilling <laughs> <laughs> I'm daffodilling but it, it was a stupid movie honestly that I've seen before but like rewatching it I was like oh my god there's so many little hidden little Easter eggs in this about um, a lot of the philosophy stuff that we've talked about, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I wrote it down if we ever want to check it out sometime. Yeah. It's a fun movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like we've talked about on a previous episode, something about stories. Like, I think it, it that idea is interesting that you might have already watched something and then you can come to it with a new understanding. Mm-hmm. and Or it, it's kind of like it's already there in your subconscious. Like that whole movie has already been imprinted on you right and then it's almost like with a new context those things can awaken in you
1: true or maybe like the reason why i liked something before i didn't know why i liked it yeah but now that i've been kind of researching some of these like concepts or things i'm like oh is that why i liked that story because it like touched some kind of deep like i don't know thing that i react to or something yeah um
0: so I guess like maybe the takeaway of that stuff, the allegory of the cave, is that, um, and you can you can take it in just a metaphorical way. Um,
1: oh, I was gonna try something. Oh yeah. Does it? Oh, yeah. never mind. Oh, thank you. Um,
0: so I guess maybe like the message of something like that. Or anything like the matrix which i was saying like free guy is another movie that came out recently that's the same kind of format um but i guess maybe the message oh that's hot (laughs) yeah Careful. thing with these um like i guess the the ultimate message the literal message which you could take is that Mm -hmm. we're in a fake world and maybe there's so the, do I have to push something? No, just okay. yeah. It'll um, wait till it gets hits the number. Oh right. Um,
1: I need so much help in this world. Um, in, I, I guess the reality, yeah, that's
0: good. <laughs> the literal meaning, I guess, is that it's like a created world, the Matrix, or in Free Guy, it's like a video game that was created that this mm-hmm. guy's living in as an NPC. Mm-hmm. So on its face, the message is that you're in a fake world and you're actually this spiritual being or something that has entered into this simulation and you forgot that you entered into this thing and that you actually have more power, I guess, outside of that world to either you want to escape because this is a fake world Mm -hmm. or like the Matrix or something or Free Guy, you can live in this world and it's okay that it's a a fake world because you have these magical powers once you awaken to them so you can live as basically the magician in this world. But I don't that's always a always a question is it is it worth just living in this world if you can awaken it or some people want to escape this world and say they want to escape the, you know, the reincarnation trap, like we're trapped in this world which is not good and your 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 goal is to get out of it or something like that. Oh, interesting. But that's that's one way of looking at it. The metaphorical way I would look at it, awakening stuff like that mm-hmm. is possibly that maybe just elements of this world or there can be a matrix that's built out of an idea system. And so maybe like going to, going to work and working a certain job that you don't like or something like that, that you can be living in a sort of <gasps> false matrix reality or like we were talking about the the f- five day work week, Monday mm-hmm. through Friday thing. Um, that that could be kind of like a (coughs) simulated matrix or like a what do you call it um yeah just like a like this that guy michael wan that i was talking about um calls things false false reality systems Mm -hmm. or games you know there's game theory that you're entering into a game when you when you take a job and Mm -hmm. even different aspects of your life you're agreeing to a game which is a set of terms um but i see it maybe like yeah like It could be just a metaphor, even if you're not talking about metaphysical stuff, but even just freeing your mind, you could say like, yeah, maybe there there are these forces out there that are kind of trapping you into a limited uh, version of things. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an overarching metaphysical force that's all powerful that's trapping you. Mm -hmm. It can just be from your own lack of imagination that you're going through life and you're living a certain way because you've think that that's like, cause you haven't done enough imagine as enough imagination to get out of that way of going through life. Yeah. It would be one way of looking at it. You, you're only doing the things that you've seen other people do and you're not happy in a certain way. Some people, I feel like that can be a lesson of these movies is that you can awaken to your own free will. Like mm-hmm. what can I change and what do I have control of? That's really interesting. I like those
1: two takes on it. I want to actually watch it with you sometime, too, to see what you think.
0: The cave one? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Chronicle, The Craft. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we got to watch Free Guy. Yeah, Free Guy. What, Eddie? All right. So that's about one hour exactly. So we could cut it off there if you want, um, or we could get into the art topic. Oh, we wanted to talk about our background and then talk about those two artists. Yeah, we, we want could say, do that. Yeah. Or what, what do you think? We could do that and have it be like a ha- uh, an hour and a half episode. Yeah. Um, okay. That sounds good. So I need
1: to get a tissue real quick. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, no but worries. But you can keep talking.
0: So um, for myself, I was into just a little bit about our background. Like I was curious how Alex got into doing art and graphic design since we both ended up in the same field basically, um, even though we're both somewhat doing other fields uh we may have gone past those fields um i am working as a customer service representative and alex is working as a social media guru
1: but you know we kind of did and this is so weird now that we know that we have all these past lives together yeah where we work together in past lives as scientists yeah right right yeah yeah (laughs) um And I always wondered, I was like, I wonder if we always got along with each other because we do have so many things in common. Like we both are graphic designers and like have the same sense of humor and stuff like that. And we kind of do have similar jobs now because, I mean, you're working like a nine to five office type job and I, and it's in a similar field too that I work in. Like Mm -hmm. I used to work in a lot of that like print production and, um, large runs of things or minimum order quantities like i've totally worked in that kind of it's just bizarre like the parallel or similarities you know yeah and now that i know we have worked together in many many lifetimes Mm -hmm. it's almost like we're kind of doing it in this lifetime now too yeah we were doing similar paths and then now we are working together actually on the podcast yeah yeah you know
0: um, it's interesting. Like we've talked a little bit about maybe we'll write scripts together or something. Like it'll be interesting yeah. to see if our work evolves yeah. in that way or just, you know, the podcast itself too, which will be interesting to see how the podcast develops. Like mm-hmm. as we're in it, you know what it's going to be. Yeah. Cause I could see personally, I was thinking like we could do live shows and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. could just be us or a guest or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah just I, I like the idea of like something taking you all around the world um for for a certain reason you know this creative pursuit has taken take, i'm not necessarily interested in going all around the world but i do want to travel and uh mm-hmm. i could see going different places and meeting different people doing isn't interviews. that what
1: matthias does yeah he goes around the world and creates energy grids for all of us yeah he opens portals that's probably what we places. need to do eventually yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, who knows what portals you're opening or whatever. I, oh, I was, I was thinking today on the like driving home again, mm-hmm. like, or just like what our, what our impact would be really if, if we became popular as a podcast, which we already are, we already have like 30 listeners. Oh my gosh. Um, or so, you know, on the most recent one, 17 listeners. We could help
1: awaken people yeah, to like, all of uh, our powers and our consciousness.
0: Yeah. Just imagine like this conversation and like I was saying in the first one, it's not my goal to push anything on anybody it's more so the way i look at it is it's it was their choice it's almost like their choice to get the information maybe on a another level and we're that vehicle to get them that information
1: i was thinking about that about this podcast too that we're doing i was like i've listened to other podcasts that are in this similar kind of space but they almost always have to start from the very beginning like you have to start with like let's cover the hermetic principles now let's talk about natural law now let's have an episode about this and you almost have to do the building blocks to like then talk about your daily life i just feel like we skipped all of that because we're not trying to be experts or teachers but we're just talking about our daily lives but like integrating some of those concepts or theories into it. Yeah. But you're right, we're not doing we're not like explaining it all, so people do have to kind of figure it out on their own or something, you know, or they have to like fill in the blanks or use it as a vehicle like you said.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've we'll probably get into all these uh like hermetic principles and stuff like that as it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm also kind of interested like like I said I have a friend who's a Buddhist, that's a coworker, mm-hmm. um and like, I was just seeing, like, oh, do you have anything that's like like, mentalism in Buddhism or whatever? And he was like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, it's like everything was created from a thought and same kind mm. of thing. It's interesting to mm-hmm. see, like, because obviously, you know, that's a very es- esoteric way of looking at things, but still a completely different system than Hermeticism. He, had, he hadn't even heard of Hermeticism mm. or mm-hmm. Her- Hermes and, like, the seven principles and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not super, like, knowledgeable about. Um, but yeah, I think like in a natural way, we've brought up mentalism and stuff like that and polarity. So I feel like, right. yeah, it, it, it'll come up, but I, I do like what you're saying of like, and there are people out there going through them step by step of what these things are. So that stuff's out there. Yeah. And then we're talking about our lives and just what we feel like discussing.
1: Yeah. And like, as I learn about or research those things in my free time or whatever, it. It helps with my perspective in my daily life or whatever. So I kind of yeah. like how that's what we're doing here. Like yeah. we can work the the concepts in, but, um, it's pretty loosey goosey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although you're tightening us up with this, like news with your notes. I think it's been helping a lot. Yeah. Having the notebook. Yeah. The
0: agenda. <laughs> and Daffodil is definitely helping us. We haven't even had to use it hardly <laughs> at all. Just having it in our back pocket. Yeah. Um, so, okay, background. Okay, back so, to art background. Yeah. So, I was curious to learn about your background. Um, I was more like a drama kind of kid early on, like mm-hmm. as a kid. I yeah. think my mom was like, oh, me he's very too. dramatic. And so, so she g- gave me some drama classes, put me in some drama classes pretty early on. Oh, my God. And then some camp and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so, and then later on as I was going to go into middle school and I I went to like a arts kind of magnet middle school, which did some performing arts and some visual arts. So I was kind of doing a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when it was time to go into high school, my older brother, Garen, who's a really good graphic designer. Um, he at the time was getting into graphic design. He was kind of finishing up college, uh, which he didn't go for graphic design. He was going for like studio art and kind of like figuring out what he wanted to do. But then he started working at a screen printing shop and teaching himself graphic design. Um, So I decided to go into high school doing this more like intense art program that would take up the whole time at the high school. It was like a special magnet Mm -hmm. program, which he had gone through before. So I decided to go into that as opposed to like going to the performing arts high magnet high school, Mm -hmm. which probably would have been a farther trip out is kind of would have been more of a trek to get out there. So that might've had something to do with it, my decision, but also Mm -hmm. I just made a decision. Art seemed like a good possible field, even though I wasn't like visually artistically inclined really. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of get a little bit more serious about that, try to practice it. And, um, so I guess that kind of comes into like how I look at things now, where I'm—I'm I'm not the talented, the gifted artist, like visually, hmm. which I have—I've become that now. Like hmm. I, I, have, I have enough skill now, but I'm just saying it wasn't my natural, like where I'm a, a a what do you call it? Not masterpiece, a master, like a prodigy. I wasn't a prodigy at visual art. Huh. So that kind of plays into my art now. I more so appreciate and embrace the things like say my my uh writing my handwriting mm-hmm. that might play into my lettering style mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. of doing things that are kind of natural even though i can also really focus and get things perf- more perfect mm-hmm. but some things like come from my imperfection that i work into my art now hmm. my graphic design and stuff wow like, do
1: you mean that you weren't good at fine art? Like you weren't the strongest at fine art drawing and painting, but, or do you mean you don't think you were good at graphic design? I think your graphic design work is so polished and so strong.
0: Yeah. Thanks. But well, it wasn't,
1: you're, you're, what, what do you mean by when you said you weren't strong at first or something?
0: Yeah. Well, say my older brother, he might've been somebody who was always drawing as a young kid, always doodling and like, also drawing things that looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but say in an art class or something, that was what came naturally to him. Mm. And I can be in a, I, I definitely had to learn things from the ground up, like still hmm. life and st- stuff like that, learn how to draw from the ground up, which hmm. everybody does, but some people are like, you know, you're just naturally gifted at drawing. Got it. Got so it, that yeah. wasn't my thing. I decided to get into art. Oh, wow. Um, that's interesting. And along the way, yeah, I had to like really experiment and stuff. It mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't so against what I'm able to do, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, even now I do, I don't necessarily flow with, um, doodles, but I would like to get, get better at that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I more so have to kind of take my intention with art and work on a kind of concept, mm-hmm. but I do like, like, uh, doodling and scribbling stuff too. But, um, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that yeah, I had to kind of teach myself and just from looking at a lot of art, mm-hmm. learn those sensibility of, of what I liked. Um, yeah, just like looking at a lot of stuff hmm. that I liked and appreciating stuff. Mm-hmm. Say posters and illustration, illustrators uh, in college and stuff like that to get to where I am I am now. Hmm. And a lot of experimentation. Cool. Practice. Um, so, yeah, I went to college, went to Montgomery College for two years community college did studio art and did some kind of graphic design stuff Mm -hmm. and then I decided to transfer to Towson and major in graphic design and started doing posters for comedy shows and um, bands and stuff Mm -hmm. on the side started doing some comedy as I was in college uh, which I had been into for a long time been a fan of comedy and improv and stuff
1: and that's where your like performing arts can come out like yeah. the drama kid stuff yeah. yeah that's cool and podcasting is mm-hmm. kind of performing like that too
0: yeah i actually do music art um podcasting stand up so that's like four good outlets which i appreciate having cuz like you get ideas for stuff some might fit into one one of those outlets Mm, um and some of them might fall by the wayside for a little bit and then you get to pick it up Mm -hmm. but just over the years yeah i've gotten into those different art art forms nice so what was your background okay yeah
1: i've always wondered this too because yeah again like i feel like when we became friends it wasn't even about graphic design like we never talked about graphic design much but it was just random that we both had so many similarities with the art stuff. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad you asked this. Um, but I feel like, did I talk about this on the podcast before about how my grandma was an artist? Or did I tell you off pod?
0: Yeah, um, I don't remember if you told me about it, but I know Eric told, told me about okay. it. Okay,
1: yeah. So our grandma was a watercolor artist. So she was like a really, really talented, fine artist. Um, actually, that's one of her paintings right there hanging nice. up. Wow. Um I think that's of the Louvre.
0: Night nice. wow. Um and I think Eric had a painting in his house too. When yeah. I was
1: yeah, we all have paintings, yeah. And um yeah, she was really, really talented. Um
0: and my grandfather was also an artist too. Was oh wow, that, that what kind. kind of, um, his what, retirement, what like draw every, like he took every class at Montgomery college. Oh, wow. So over the years, but mostly painting is what he kind of focused on. Cool. But then later he did digital stuff just like when he couldn't use his hands as much. Are
1: your parents artistic or did it skip a generation?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, my mom is definitely uh, was a musician, like played flute. And then she did a lot of stuff with the arts as a teacher too, mm-hmm. doing like opera stuff with her kids.
1: Yeah. Our, our dad is creative too. Um, but that's so funny. But yeah. Um, <coughs> what does guess, your dad do? Um, he doesn't. I wish he would do more. He should write. Yeah. That's what my mom always says, that he should write. Nice. Because he always, I think he was like a communications major at Towson University, actually, too. And um, he was always into movies and film and um, and music, too. Um, so he's just into a lot of that type of creative expression as well. But and he played some instruments and stuff but he never um did a lot of creative output like later in life but i wish he would like (laughs) i think that'd be he's retired now so he should but it's hard to get motivated (laughs) yeah
0: yeah maybe you will
1: yeah um but yeah so i was like always really artistic as a little kid but i was thinking in my head when you're talking about you versus your brother and you were like no i had to learn it i was like you know what i always thought i was just naturally gifted with it which i think maybe partially is true for all of everybody who's into art but um i think maybe my grandma taught me and trained me as well and i just forgot about that hmm. it's the whole like is it nature versus nurture like hmm. i'm like was i just naturally talented or was it because she taught me and i just take for granted how much that had an impact on me you know yeah. what i mean i don't know so she did directly teach you stuff she did yeah but i mean but i think she did that with me because I was naturally into it already. Mm -hmm. I mean, she did it with all of her grandchildren. So, but I feel like she did it with me a lot more cause I, maybe I did have a natural, but yeah, I don't know which was first, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. My boss and I, I had this really cool manager and she was like, where did you get your eye? Like she Mm -hmm. calls it the eye, like Mm -hmm. having the eye for like, having a good eye for like something creative um and i talked about my grandma i'm like i think i got it from my grandma but i don't know if i got it from her like genetics or i got it from her like trained like a drill sergeant or something like that because we would do these like still life every day after school do still lifes and she would set a timer for five minutes and or sometimes one minute or something and you'd have to draw the whole thing. And it was like pencils down when the timer goes. And it was fun. Like I liked doing it. But maybe she was teaching. Maybe she was really teaching me through all these like um, tactics. And maybe that's why I got so refined. Yeah. So maybe I did have to train myself. Like you had to train yourself. And I just took that for granted. And I thought, oh, no, I was just naturally good. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Because I'm definitely rusty now that I haven't drawn fine art Wise, like I haven't drawn or painted in a really long time, so I know I would be kind of rusty. Um, so I guess it is partially practice too, but I think I do have a natural eye too. I don't know, yeah. What do I you think, think about that?
0: I think also another element of it might be somebody like who's doing something kind of gives you an opportunity to see something as possible. So, mm. like, aside from the fact that she did the lessons and possibly with you like maybe maybe you were giving some interest so there's that aspect of it but i think maybe having a family member in general that's doing something an example of somebody doing something it makes it a possibility yeah
1: like you seeing your older brother doing it maybe that influenced you too Mm -hmm. that you knew it was possible
0: yeah and i definitely wanted to like at a certain point i kind of wanted to mimic him or Mm -hmm. like at least he was doing something that seemed interesting to me. So I wanted to do that too. Yeah. Um, but then I got serious enough about it to actually do it for myself for, for my own interest. But yeah, I think there's just something to being an example for somebody Mm -hmm. of something that's possible.
1: Yeah. And then I guess I was just really into fine arts as a kid, just like always liked art class and stuff like that. And always was drawing in my free time. Um, and I was into like drama and stuff too, like my cousins and Eric and I would always be putting on skits and plays and stuff. And we we're like, when I get to high school, I want to be in all the school plays. Like that looks so cool. But then when I got to high school, I got like too embarrassed and I was like, oh gosh, I can't be in a school play. Yeah. But now I do think sometimes with the podcasting, it's like a little creative outlet to be like performing. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, uh, that wasn't a big part of it, the, the, the drama stuff, but just a small part. But always into fine art and drawing and then when it came time to go to college i was like i'm not really good at anything else like i don't think i can make it through regular college so i was like i really just have to go to art school i don't have any other choice Mm -hmm. (laughs) but my parents were worried i wouldn't be able to find a job so i went to graphic design yeah thinking it'd be more marketable for finding jobs but also i was also into graphic design in high school i was into like learning html coding and like building websites and designing. So I got into it a bit, but um, it was mostly just like the only thing that you could think you could get a real quote unquote air quotes, real job. Um, And then I did that for a while and then my career has gone other ways, but always in creative kind of spaces. But I kind of find myself a little over graphic design now. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I have it as a foundation because it can influence other creative things I do, but did, did you get burnt out on it at all?
0: Yeah, actually. Um, well, so I I went to school for it. I did a couple internships. Mm-hmm. So I could see what that kind of world was like of being a freelancer or working at a agency. Mm-hmm. And I was a big fan of people like post-typography. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, I know uh, them. Nolan Strahls and um, what's the other guy's name? Uh, They're Will- a, ba-
1: a Baltimore agency, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Brooks Whelan. No, that's the comedian. Um, something, hmm. uh, uh, yeah, Brooks or something, the, the other guy. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I definitely could, could see myself putting myself into the graphic design world. Um, I got into notebooks, like at some point, my almost last year of college, um, there's this designer, Aaron Draplin, who's a really good designer in his own right for logos and stuff he created a brand called field notes notebooks that became the oh, ubiquitous yeah. ones that people use yeah little staple bound ones and he was influenced by collecting these old memo books that were distributed for f- like seed companies and stuff like that for farmers mm-hmm. so they were these functional memo books that were advertising a product mm-hmm. um and uh so that kind of influenced me i started making my own notebooks in a book binding class and then um for my senior project at Towson, I designed my line of notebooks. So, three different pocket notebooks for different purposes co- the comic one for comedy, um, the iterator, and then I had a co- uh, concert companion. Yeah, I um, love your notebooks so yeah. much. They're so cool. Thanks. Um, yeah, it's called Wonder Books. Um, so,. Uh, started making those i interned at a notebook company called bright notepads that my friend travis was friends with the guys who runs that company it's just two guys who run it and the guy's dad his family has run a bind a bindery so that's where he started his business out of hmm. but he bought his own letterpress machines to make to do those um but that was interesting that guy used to be a concert photographer and then he got into the notebook game Hmm. Um, so that was an example for me of somebody who had basically something that I wanted perhaps, and I wanted to intern with them and they were going to help me with my notebook designs possibly. Cool. So that was cool. Um, something happened there where it fizzled out after I graduated. So I thought I was going to be possibly working for them as a graphic designer hmm. and doing my own wonderbook stuff. I definitely saw that it was possible for me to launch the notebook company with that opportunity, they, they helped me with the prototypes. Yeah. Um, but we had a falling out basically based on a misunderstanding. Oh no. Uh, which is not a big deal. Um, I was asking for more money, which he said, yeah, just send me your rate in an email. You know, like at, when we were talking as we were leaving, um, cause I was asking for a new rate since I wasn't going to be an intern. I was going to be a designer possibly mm-hmm. like a freelance designer. Yeah. I thought, you know, he's only going to need me like 10 hours a week or so, which is what I was doing then as an intern. I was saying he didn't have a need for me that much, but I calculated a rate based on a yearly salary and Mm -hmm. I sent him a screenshot. Here's a yearly salary, $50,000 or whatever for this area for Mm -hmm. a graphic designer. Therefore I created a rate of like 25 an hour or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's equivalent to that. And he was like, I don't need a full-time designer. I'll call you if I need you or whatever. So he thought I was asking for a full-time salary, which was a misunderstanding. So, and I, you know, I was like, you know, can we talk about it? And he was like, no, I'm at dinner right now. I can't talk about it. (laughs) So not to paint him in a bad light. I did just say his his name and the name (laughs) of his company, but uh, that's just what happened. You know, it's it's not a big deal. (laughs) no big deal yeah nothing Um,
1: weird yeah like our slogan nothing weird here (laughs) mm
0: -hmm. and it's deep enough in a in an episode it's not gonna be like (laughs) super hot tea um that's what (laughs) happened um super you know nice guys but i did see that he didn't really appreciate the life that he had from my point of view he was kind of like seeing strife and you know competing with this company and whatever that might just be my my interpretation of it Hmm. but it seemed like he was kind of stressed out in his life which i can understand you're running Mm -hmm. a big big letterpress machine it's a big operation Mm -hmm. um but i just saw it as like oh if i had what he had i would be so happy so that was just kind of like an example for me Hmm. but uh, that that dropped me off then in that um place where i thought uh, it, it gave me encouragement that I can start this company if I want to, the notebook stuff, and I think there is enough there to make a career out of. Um, and then I didn't have a job there, so I just got a job at a coffee shop um, just because I needed I needed a job. I did, like, I was putting myself into the notebook thing to see if that would work out possibly, but then I was like, I'm not going to make enough money at this. I need to get a at least a part-time job. Mm-hmm. So I got a coffee job, and I see it as a positive thing because I wanted to... I kind of intentionally, and, and nobody was offering me a graphic design job, but, um, I looked at it as a positive thing of like just working a coffee job, not working a graphic design job as a nine to five, which I think would burn, maybe burn me out or at least take yeah. my creative energy. So I always saw it as I have all of my creative energy yeah. and I have part time. And then I'm, I was working on my freelancing stuff on the side. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, I got some, like, slightly better jobs that actually were more suited to what I wanted to do. So I was looking for a job, say, at a screen printing shop or something mm-hmm. like that. I almost got a job at one, and then it fizzled out at when COVID happened. Mm. Um, but then I got a job at OpenWorks the next year, which is a Makerspace. That didn't really line up exactly because the other people there... Um, say like did a lot of woodworking and stuff and like i was interested in that stuff i was mostly just interested in using laser cutters before that Mm -hmm. because that's a simple thing that i understood from college right um, right. and it translates to graphic design but i still wanted to do the notebook stuff and there wasn't really anything for me to do with the notebooks there at openworks so it's almost like the openworks job was the job that i wanted two years previous to that and which i did i wanted to work there Hmm. but then i got the job two years later And it worked out okay for about a year I worked there. And, um, and then, um, so yeah, like the way I feel about it, it just wasn't, still wasn't aligning exactly with what I wanted to do. So then left that job. I work at a current job currently that is a place that does binding and like specialty paper stuff. So Mm -hmm. it actually like really feel, I I intentionally got those types of jobs Mm Mm-hmm. Because I was just looking for a job at a print shop so that I could print stuff for free, basically, and yeah. encourage my pursuit. But I just needed some kind of part-time income, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's been my... Each my one was like a stepping stone. Yeah.
1: Or like a jungle gym. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not always just like a, a vertical promotion to the next like up 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 sometimes like a jungle gym like a little to the left a little to the right and you're like you're slowly getting a little higher and you're closer to what your goal is yeah but it's like sort of like sideways and up sideways and up like a jungle gym yeah that's kind of cool so it's each step wasn't a waste of time or anything Mm -hmm. because it was all like small incremental steps to get and who knows what's next that's that's cool
0: yeah i was always kind of open-minded too because i i was like i was into the notebook stuff But I was kind of always just prepared, like, hey, if I'm not into notebooks anymore, that doesn't have to be the thing that I continue to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just saying, I'm putting myself towards this thing that I'm interested in right now. And I was prepared, like, say, if some laser cutting thing took off, I was like, maybe that'll be the thing that um, is the way that I make a bunch of money in the future and, Mm -hmm. like, is going to be my business. But I was just setting the intention of doing what I wanted to do, like, as far as my creative outlet which i believe that i can make money from
1: yeah i think that is gonna make money a lot one day yeah wonder books it's such a cool little brand yeah i have so much merch in this apartment too hats beanies (laughs) yeah thank you it's cool yeah you make awesome stuff and all my friends always want it like Mm -hmm. alex always wants a notebook
0: now my mom wants one (laughs) yeah she was like i'll use it
1: for my investments club
0: yeah nice (laughs) Yeah, it's always just been a struggle of like pursuing it on on the side. Like, yeah. cause then when I do have a job, I have limited time, and just like sometimes I just don't feel like working on the stuff when I I should. What did you
1: ever do with all those magic wands?
0: Um, <laughs> I still just have the material. I never really made a ton of them. I okay. only have like two of them on my desk. Yeah, and then I have all the raw material somewhere. Got it. I have the bag of sticks, driftwood sticks. Cause if you need more
1: raw material. We should get it at this convention. Yeah. When we go, we're going to the, we will be at the Howard County Crystal Convention. It sounds like we have a booth. We yeah. do not have a booth there. Yeah, we'll be standing. <laughs> we'll be visiting. Maybe one day in the future we'll have a booth at one of these trade shows. Yeah. It's a gem and mineral convention.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to be wearing a red rose <laughs> on my lapel so that you can find me. And you'll be wearing a blue rose. Yeah, it's on Saturday, June
1: 3rd. At the Howard County um, Convention Center or something. Fairgrounds. Yeah. Howard County Fairgrounds. In West Friendship. West Friendship, yeah. And you
0: were saying it's dirt, rock bottom prices.
1: They have really, really reasonable prices for crystals and stones and different things. Maybe we things. shouldn't tell people. Maybe it's the best it's kept the secret. It's the best kept secret. Yeah. It's getting more and more popular over the years. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this is where all the crystal shops that people go to in hamden or you know not not to diss any of those i love all those shops and i love going to them um they go to these mineral shows and they buy the they're a little bit more reasonably priced <laughs>
0: yeah um do you want to talk about those artists or do you want to It's it's one it's an hour and 30 right now Oh, it
1: is yeah it's up to you
0: okay so real quick i can I <laughs> yeah can real quick it.
1: real daffodil we're just gonna um <laughs> It's a lot that word means a lot now to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's I think it's a good I think it's a good way to close out the episode.
0: Mm-hmm. What the the art thing. The art thing, yeah. Cool. Cuz
1: we found out from our past lives that we worked together in the past. Yeah. So, it's kind of all adding up. I don't get <laughs> Is why. Is it not adding, adding up to you? With, yeah, I don't really get it. <laughs> I thought it was a nice like bookend where in the beginning we found out from Ivan that we've worked together in the past Mm -hmm. as scientists and who knows what else. Um, and then even in this reality, we were kind of on similar work paths with like the graphic design. Yeah. Now working together again. Yeah. Like I think we're reliving all those past lives that Ivan saw too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to think like what we're doing this life, if it has to do with the things that we were doing in the, other lives or maybe it's like a distinct thing in this one and just mirrors
1: or are we just repeating like repeating the same life kind of over and over again yeah wow
0: so (laughs) let's see um so i was going to talk about um walter russell okay um I'll briefly mention. Let's see. So, so I, I had talked. I had mentioned Ingo Swan, who is an interesting artist who is a remote viewer. He would be somebody to mm. look up. Oh he had yeah. A, a painting in the Visionary Art Museum called the Cosmic Egg.
1: Oh yeah, you told me about that. Yeah,
0: which is really interesting. He he would remote view like the moon, and he'll say there's bases inside the moon. He's it wasn't blocked off for him. Yeah,
1: because I've heard from a lot of people who astral project that they cannot get to the moon that yeah. there's some blockages or something
0: yeah yeah he did say that he he did remote view the moon i believe what the? because there's there's a book he wrote called our mysterious moon or maybe it's just an interview that i heard on youtube oh my gosh yeah
1: and he has a painting at the visionary yep. Yeah, yeah. in called, baltimore yeah yeah oh my god i want to go see it
0: yeah um so yeah cosmic egg which I think has something to do with like how the, the shape of the the earth exists or something like that. Um, Oh
1: no. This looks like something straight out of power Rangers. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. So what's the egg? We're all inside the egg. Yeah.
0: I don't really know. I did hear that. (gasps) Yeah.
1: Sorry. Continue. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I just figured everything out again. (laughs) Okay. I saw this TikTok, you know how, um, Oh God, I'm probably going to say this wrong. Like there's some image of the universe and like it, if you look at the way it's drawn or looks, it looks exactly like a small cell or atom inside of us or something. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah. Like things are kind of fractal. Like it looks like the same thing as above, so below kind of thing.
1: Yeah. 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 And someone had a crazy theory that like, the reason why the whole universe looks like a cell that would be inside a living thing is because maybe the whole universe is inside of a. It's like a yeah. a little um, organism getting ready to be birthed out of a frickin' egg. Yeah, like all of us are just like inside of a little um. I don't know, fucking egg.
0: Yeah, because who's to say the microorganisms aren't like conscious like we are or something like that?
1: Exactly. So is that what this painting's trying to say? Maybe because yeah. it looks like the whole universe and galaxies are all inside this egg. Yeah. Who laid a fucking egg? Yeah. And when's it gonna open?
0: <laughs> yeah, I know the one lady that I mentioned. I think she has a Tree of Life channel or something like that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, some crazy ass lady that just goes goes on about <laughs> shit. <laughs> she says she's psychic, so <laughs> she says some crazy ass shit about the Archon and all that and. She has a certain way of speaking. sounds like she's your mom's friend. Oh, that's awesome. Um, We
1: don't say anything crazy here. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, this is a open crazy zone. Um, but she, she talked about remote viewing the cosmic egg, seeing what this reality looked like. And she said it looked like a cosmic egg.
1: What? But, um, what the hell is a cosmic egg? I mean, I know what it is after seeing this painting, but if someone said a cosmic egg, I would not know what to think that looks like.
0: I think she was maybe saying, I don't know, something about how the earth is flat. Like it's (laughs) like a crater. Now that I can get on board with. I know she was talking about the shape of the earth is like a crater. We're all living on a, like a convex crater, but I think she remote viewed outside of what this is. And it was like a cosmic egg. Um,
1: She, when, so, just for the listeners, like what, how would you describe a cosmic egg?
0: I don't, I don't really have time to get into just it. Just <laughs> like
1: an egg floating in outer space.
0: Yeah. Maybe she was saying that it was like an egg floating in the void or something like that. Um, but I didn't want to get too deep into sorry, cosmic sorry. egg. I just wanted to show you that one piece. <laughs> we can get into it later. Okay. I'll watch her videos and report back to you. Okay. Um, But uh, I did think it was interesting that it came up there. You know, she mentioned it and then yeah. this, this painting called cosmic egg. Um, I want to see that. But, uh, yeah, so he was a remote viewer. That was pretty cool. Little backstory about art. There's mm-hmm. this other guy, uh, named Walter Russell. Mm-hmm. And there's a museum that's opening, let's see, a Walter Russell museum that's opening, hmm. in, that's now open in Virginia. It says it's closed right now, but it opens at 9 a.m. on Wednesday. Oh my God. Oh, so I guess they're out to close on Tuesdays. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, the Russell Museum in Waynesboro, Virginia, I believe they had, uh, some sort of operation there at the local university. I, I think know. that Walter Russell and his wife, Lau Russell, um, had, uh, worked, they worked together, but I think he had a program or there was some sort of program at the local university for like spirituality or something like that. Hmm. But, um, so he was an artist in the late 1800s, um. And, yeah, it would be cool to visit that museum because it, it has... I was
1: going to say, how far away is that how um, of a drive is it, I wonder? Let me see. And don't tell me he painted some Easter egg, too.
0: No, um, I don't know. Probably something <laughs> like that. It's Oh, it says in... Wait a second. Wait. Waynesboro, Virginia. Did, is that what I said? Waynesboro, Virginia? I, I,
1: I knew it was Virginia, but I forget the town.
0: Waynesboro... So it says it's three hours and 23 minutes. Okay. Um, but yeah, his work is really interesting. I was reading his um, Wikipedia page, but um, like I showed you some of his stuff, you see it's very oh, di- yes. diagrammic and um, like very scientific. It looks
1: like sacred geometry type stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And like waveforms and stuff, spiral like Mm -hmm. patterns, like vortexes and stuff Mm -hmm. with, with literal, like he's doing the science and explaining how things work. So take it however you want. Like you can, you can decide for yourself whether he was a crackpot or whether it's legitimate, but I noted I know that he was originally trained as an artist and he was very knowledgeable about color. Like -hmm. he contributed to creating color matching systems kind of like like ways of understanding color Hmm. which there are other people working on it at the same time but I think he might have contributed to that Hmm. um like and there was some some company that was active in Baltimore actually when I was looking this stuff up that was like a color company yeah um looking into that stuff but so he was originally just trained as an artist I don't think he has has a scientific training Mm -hmm. I believe but somehow he was like exposed to some kind of uh
1: knowledge
0: yeah he had a revelatory experience yeah is what i read on wikipedia and i haven't read the story of that of what actually happened
1: do you think he could have been remote viewing yeah maybe or getting uh, knowledge from some kind of yeah yeah dang
0: um but somehow he went down this route and i really haven't looked into him that much i just wanted to briefly bring him up and show you some of his work yeah um but yeah he's an artist who for some reason dabbled in this area of like understanding science and so he would do diagrams of stuff like the noble gases and show how they lined up to, like, like, it's like a waveform, how it gets really small, but then it goes really big, like, into different octaves, basically. Hmm. And it's, like, a really big waveform. And he would show how it's, like, violet, orange, yellow, like, there's a color sequence, like, um, the different vibrations correspond to different colors Hmm. and then he would show how that corresponds to the gases and he had some sort of like overarching theory that connected all these different things how Hmm. like kind of showing how the vibration um and wavelengths and stuff worked its way into all these different systems you can you can look in look at his art and see how see the different things that he was talking about like i said the gases and colors and Jesus. Octaves. And I don't know if he got into soul kind of stuff, but that seems to be the implication too. He had a spiritual side of it too. Yeah. But it's kind of like Tesla was breaking down the universe. He he did this stuff with his, his artistic representation that did that.
1: Do they have any tribute to him at that college or in that town in Virginia? Or, I'm sure
0: they do, yeah.
1: Or any kind of stuff that you can go and look at? Or well, anything? like
0: I said, they have a museum, museum? dedicated y- to it. Yeah, 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 so yeah. That it moved from the. Is it at the college? Yeah. From the, I think there used to be an organization at the college and then maybe that organization is now centered at the museum or something like that. Hmm. And it's not a program at the college anymore, but they had their own mansion there where they ran their programs and stuff.
1: The college is like, we're not teaching this crackpot shit anymore here, (laughs) but we can have a museum about it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But it was like started by some people. They got funding for it and stuff. There's, Hmm. um, that this actor who's like um David um, Duchovny no um (laughs) let's see
1: I'm just whatever comes to my mind I'm like that could have been a a thought from Jordan so I'll just say it
0: yeah (laughs) um I don't know if it's gonna come up he's like a famous oh here we go Terrence Howard you know him oh mm -hmm. so he's really into Walter Russell and he's actually an artist yeah Terrence Howard oh my god And he's super into this woo woo stuff weird and vibration and all that stuff terrence howard in the walter russell museum
1: oh my gosh
0: um but people were accusing him of being kind of crazy going off on some crazy shit oh no um but not but who knows you know if he's that crazy or if, if um people just don't get him
1: May we might run into him at the museum yeah <laughs> i'm serious i would go to that museum yeah, for on sure. a day we trip go. yeah
0: we should go um, but so that's one artist, Walter Russell. And then I wanted to talk about this artist, Paul Laffly, mm-hmm. that my friend Justin with a Y. Uh, he uh, used to be in the DC music scene. Justin, let me see. Just so I can give him credit. Yeah, good old bus on Instagram. Justin W. Can't remember his real last name, but mm-hmm. he always goes by Justin with a Y. He recommended mm. Paul Laffoley to me mm. um, when he when he saw me post some Ro- Walter Russell stuff. So that's the reason I oh. I uh, found, found Paul Laffoli. Um He was another artist. His father was really into spirituality, mm. and like he had theories about what gravity was, like. I can't remember exactly what the theory was, but he he, he um, studied Buddhism and all different kind of religions and stuff and had very strong beliefs. So that's where he kind of inherited some of his beliefs about the universe and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can look at his some of his stuff. Ooh. So he kind of, I would definitely say, might have been influenced by Walter Russell.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of like the geometry and like different patterns and shapes and things. Yeah.
0: So his will be like, Um, diagrams saying like the one and the all and like your soul going to the all and stuff like that but it'll be a very scientific diagram of how he believes things are happening but some of them are tongue-in-cheek too like he had a a parody of like the schrodinger's cat experiment where it was like but it was a made-up thing it was like a a take on that like a different version of that you can look up his wow. cat experiment thing oh god does he have a museum <laughs> uh yeah i don't know he started a thing in boston he came from boston Ooh. and he had a visionary artist cell Is what he called it. i believe that's what he called it hmm. which was the place that he worked and i think maybe other artists worked there but you see how detailed and crazy like mm-hmm. fancy colors and stuff but it's all like very scientific diagrams mm-hmm. and who knows how much of it is his actual perception and tr- and which I believe a lot of it is actually him trying to express like, this is how the soul works and this is how aspects of the world works. But like I said, obviously some of it's I, I believe it might be comedic or something. So it's uh, not like uh, necessarily a hundred percent, all real facts that he's trying to convey. Huh. Um, but I think he kind of takes up that torch of, art meets spirituality meets complex sciences and stuff. Hmm. Or maybe some of them
1: can't like the, some of the concepts can't be explained in words. So they have to like show it through like a color or a shape or some, Mm -hmm. I don't know, relationship between shapes or things. Like I feel like I've heard psychics say that like psychic mediums where they, they go to whatever they can see inside their head or their mind's eye and they're like, it's like a color you've never seen before. You know what I mean? And I'm, it's like, well, what do they? I wonder what they mean by that. I wonder if that's why there's like this artistic take on it where it's like, I have to get this out of like this concept that I saw, but like I don't know how to put it into words or colors or anything. Yeah. You know, it's just interesting how like some of them from a science mind also expressed it through art or vice versa.
0: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I guess... um yeah, that's that's true. Like that, these kind of stuff that you might get from psychedelics or something like that. It's like too hmm. too much to put into words. Yeah, but I guess these this kind of visual visionary art is like attempting to convey stuff that kind of comes from another world or another way of looking at things.
1: Damn, all these woke ass East Coast boys that were awakened. Yeah, <laughs> and had to just put pen to paper and draw it, draw about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But it's pretty cool. Like, and then imagine that, like, you know, we're, we grew up, we happen to be in Baltimore and that happens to be the only city that has the visionary art museum, which is, I looked at, I I read that it's the, the, the one congressional, the official con like visionary museum of Congress or something It's Hmm. like the congressionally designated museum of visionary art in -hmm. the country. Hmm. Which there might be other visionary museums, but it's cool that like the visionary museum just happens to be here in the yeah. Harbor.
1: Huh? Yeah. I'd like to go check out that painting of that freaking egg. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool that that's here.
0: And I guess it's cool that visionary art, um, in that museum, in the context of that is either untrained, like outsider artists hmm. or people who are visionary in a way that's like. Super trippy, man.
1: Yeah, like they a unique vision or, or whatever. Yeah, which could be expressing. Both. It's yeah. probably a,
0: a sum of both. Like, yeah. we've definitely seen some stuff where there's like stuff that's made out of tin foil that this guy created that was very like, um, it was like a church kind of setup, like all these icons of angels and stuff like mm-hmm, that, like mm-hmm. just very complex. But it was all like found inside of this storage facility. It was like you know some guy who just worked a regular job and then he was constantly working on this stuff Hmm. as uh, like that example he felt like it was a calling from god or from some Mm -hmm. angel or something to do that Uh, so so there's some overlapping but i like that it's outsider artists and then it's also super trained artists but that Mm -hmm. are like visionary like third eye yeah
1: that is cool we have a lot of field trips to do yeah (laughs) and research trips yeah
0: and let us know if there's any places you know about that's like interesting to check out in the area yeah
1: anything do we have anything else on our topics list
0: um well i think we're probably tapped out for this episode tapped out Um, but yeah i don't i don't think there was anything that we were supposed to cover
1: and anything that we said about any elite families um was all alleged yeah and just for fun yeah (laughs) As a, dis- a legal disclaimer, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be, have a hit put out on me from, um, some the big rock, Rockefeller. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Or I don't want to be banned from going to see the Christmas tree.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Well, this was another groctastic evening. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming over.
0: hmm Definitely. I Thanks know Eddie me. appreciated it. Thanks for making me some, some flat bottom tacos. <laughs> and i
1: there were 10 shells and they're all gone and you had three so i guess i had seven tacos and they were the flat shells that won't fall over which makes them very big and wide and you extra stuff them and i had seven yeah and i wasn't even that full
0: (laughs) you weren't you weren't that full (laughs) sorry eddie thought you were going to say I wasn't even that hungry.
1: (laughs) I was really hungry for some reason. Dinner time. (laughs) (laughs) You work hard. That's true. And Eddie thought he was getting beef, but no, no, no. I'm picking the eye boogers out of Eddie's eye. Sorry.
0: Yeah, let me just make sure there's no... (laughs) This is a lovely
1: ending to our episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Any other... Thing that would be prescient.
1: Prescient.
0: Yeah. What's what does that word mean? Like, it means of the time. Pressing. Like, yeah. Uh. Oh. Like prescient. Timely. Yeah.
1: Something that we shouldn't say for next time. Yeah. Um. Anything prescient. Is there anything
0: prescient? <laughs> <laughs> British word. <laughs> That's how they take roll call in class. Who's prescient? <laughs> I was thinking, like, coming out of depression from winter, like I'm sorry, that. I was thinking, maybe it feels like maybe it's kind of one to one with waking up slash remembering my free will. <gasps> That's crazy. Like uh, that, both were kind of happening. Like,
1: you mean you, meaning you, right now after this past winter. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. I was kind of, we were talking about how we were both kind of feeling down this past winter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have to keep reminding myself, like I have the power to make myself have a good day. Yeah. I mean, I and was a al- good life.
0: I was always struggling, like uh, struggling within myself of saying, I don't want to say I'm depressed because it's winter because maybe I do have control or something like that. But it is, it, yeah. it is all just get you down or, or whatever. It's like I conditions that are.
1: And then if you say it out loud, then it's like, well, now I am manifesting that I am depressed. It's like, no, don't say that.
0: Yeah. But I was just realizing also getting in a better mood, you kind of just realize like your free will. So maybe it's always like a a give and take, like remembering and forgetting kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Or maybe you can kind of take some of the remembering if you can into the times of the year that you would think you would get depressed. Hmm. But I know the sunlight and stuff affects people. Yeah. Um, but I was just realizing, oh, as I feel better, I also kind of maybe can wake up to the what I have free will of.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Mm-hmm. How, like, and I jotted it down, so I hope you didn't already see it um, in the Google Doc. But, like, you know how growing up like it just really wasn't cool to be like into god
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like we talked about it on like an early episode like man like growing up like everybody was atheist yeah it wasn't very cool to be like you know i'm really like a really jesus freak
0: yeah it's like um, bill nye was like you know there is no god <laughs> exactly this whole episode about that i'm just kidding i don't know if we actually said that <laughs>
1: but that was like the vibe of our generation like everybody was like no we're just like you're on or- a
0: floating rock man
1: yeah like you're just organisms like when you die that's the end and everyone's like wow like i guess i should be an atheist because everyone's an atheist who i know mm-hmm. like i think people are still pretty like not advertising it if they're super I don't know I don't know maybe they do I I don't have I just don't have a lot of friends that are religious but so I'm like man it's just like really not really cool to be like super into God kind of like how I've always been saying it's cigarettes are not in right now yeah (laughs) you you know would you agree with that yeah just in general like to the general public cigarettes are not in at all right now
0: so cigarettes equals God
1: (laughs) I was kind of thinking they were similar throughout the past couple of days i was that was something i was thinking about
0: hmm. but yeah like just the comparison <laughs> of like
1: and i love both <laughs> <laughs> i love sigs capital c and i love him capital h
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that needs to be a bumper sticker
0: <laughs> you have the design the the divine spark within you and you have to light up Yeah, no, it's true. Um God is important. Cigarettes are important. <laughs> Did you watch that uh Earth universe thing? The one you is
1: it what you sent me today?
0: No, it was a while ago. Oh wait, which one? Ben O'Brien. I forget what happened. He's doing a presentation about his religion which is based on the Dr. Bronner's bottle.
1: That sounds familiar I feel like I did
0: watch it. Um, yeah he in that one he was like in our, in our religion we don't believe in God we just believe in energy and that energy is like an old man in the sky that gives you what you want. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that he was saying yeah. like takes all the best parts of all the other religions and um, he was talking about how you, you want to appropriate appropriate things. And he's like, there's a mnemonic device. Appropriate, appropriation is always appropriate. That's why they, it's in the word.
1: Honestly, I feel like I kind of take the best parts of every religion, too. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. <laughs> and then there's that other video I sent you where that lady was like, there is no hell. There is no such thing as hell. Hell is something that was invented just to, to scare people and make keep them in fear. no, you know and you can make a lot of mistakes, you can pretty much do anything, and God'll forgive you yeah. and I was like i I like whatever she's talking about
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I can't remember her name right now um, but she was a big uh past life person for a I while. know I need to
1: look that up again.
0: It's that lady um
1: oh and she said every night when you go to sleep you go there Hmm. that's what she was saying to whatever there means like whether it's to the one or the all or if it's to other planes or realities or realms where you see entities and things and she's like you go there every night Hmm. you just forget every day you wake up and forget and then sometimes you remember it in your dream so i guess she's saying whenever you have a dream it's actually a real place She was like, don't, don't worry. You go there every night. You just forget about it. And I was like, oh, hell yes. Nice. I don't know what the hell she was talking about, but I liked her. All right. I guess I'm getting on the daffodil train again. Yeah. (laughs) Should we close this grok out?
0: Yeah. I think we're ready to close the portal. I think we've let enough energy in from the other world. I like things you're saying right now. Yeah. Time to close it back up for now. All right. The
1: vort the portal is now hermetically sealed yep. until next week.
0: Yep, until next time. All right, ready to grok out? Ready, grok out, grok out.